Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And we just wrapped up the most awesomest, amazing, yeah. wonderful conversation. Uh, you know, <laughs> she is funny and witty oh and quick, 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 and just dialed in with the universe and the all the guides and all the people. Like she's I feel like I want to go talented. have a drink and get her drunk. Oh, yes. She'd be fun. Oh, she really would. I mean, she's fun without being drunk. Can you imagine? I know. Oh, I love it. I mean, yes. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, it takes it takes you to a whole, it's, just, it's, it's a step in the creepier direction. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, she's so funny. No, okay. she really is. Yeah, no, But she we was. talked about serious <laughs> stuff. Okay, but yeah. listen, like she is... Just multi-talented, as yeah, Gina says. Yeah. Her name is Karen Hager. She's an intuitive guide and psychic channel known for her compassionate, no-nonsense approach to the spiritual journey. You'll get that mm-hmm. feel from her on this you podcast. You absolutely will. She conducts more than 1,200 private intuitive sessions each year from people around the world looking for spirit-led guidance. Mm. Karen is a passionate advocate for intuitive development. We talk a lot about yes, that. Yes, we do. And her classes and events focusing on empowering students to connect with their own natural intuitive awareness. We talk about that too. Yep. Deepening their spiritual practice and opening themselves up to abundance. She's the creator and the host of the long-running podcast, Out of the Fog with Karen Hagar, which you can find everywhere. We'll have mm-hmm. it in the show notes. And find out more about her work at KarenHagar.com. We'll also have that in the show notes. Listen. Mm. Yeah, she just, some just really great guidance on how all of us can learn to acknowledge, listen, and work with your, your guides and your intuition, which I challenge all of our LOA listeners to really find that few times a day just to get quiet and talk to your guides, ask a question. She gives some really great suggestions in the podcast. It was really I mean, she's funny. I mean, and we said that before, but like she gives practical. I mean, she's an intuitive. She's very balanced in her left and right brains. (laughs) Like she gives practical tips Mm -hmm. and there's something deeply sentimental yeah. and a deep river of knowledge. It's like this deep, ever-flowing, beautiful river of knowledge. That's what I felt yeah. in her presence. And a level of openness and vulnerability that was endearing, truly endearing. Like, And, and we always aspire like on our podcast to be as open and vulnerable and honest and talk about all the things that sometimes you're, she was phenomenal. I love her. Phenomenal. Get the papers ready, Gina. I, I want to start They're her. ready. They're ready. I, I, I Xerox them. I and have I just more have to questions fill in her for name. her. I can't wait. We, you had more questions. We yeah. want to bring her back. Yeah. So please, after you listen, uh, hit us up with some, some notes and send yeah. us a message and tell us what you'd like us to ask her. I want her to come back. I'm obsessed. And get her drunk. We well, I mean, that's drunk. just a side thought. No, I, I mean, the drunk thing. Let's yeah. just get over that. I mean, I don't know why I said that. I just think she'd be funny. We'd laugh our asses oh, off. Oh, no, that's for sure. For okay, sure. And she's Because we think we're funnier when we're drunk. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure that's true, but we think we are. So we suspect she is also. I just said, get her drunk. I don't need to be drunk. I just want to laugh. Okay, oh, okay. Like, you know, okay. I don't know. I don't even know why I said that, but I, I do want to stalk her. I love her. Yeah. I'd love to have her back. I would We'd too. love to have her back. On Absolutely. The, I only had lots of more questions. So, so 
send us a message. Tell us how you liked it and yeah. what you'd like to ask her. We'd love to have her come back. She says she's a cheap date. Even better. Absolutely. Enjoy. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic. This is the No Bullshit, All Truth, Nothing But Fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You are our VIP. Gina, Gina, Gina. Hi, Holly, Holly, Holly. Okay, today we have the most amazing guest. I know. And when I, I was thinking about her, I was thinking about... Thinking, dreaming, oh, planning, yes. researching, yes. all the things. You were yes. doing all okay. the things. But what <clears throat> came to me was a pattern of peas. Peas? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what they are. Okay, this is interesting. The last one might not exactly land. But, <laughs> okay. but uh, first of all, we have a true pro in the house. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. And I'm going to tell you, she's also a pioneer. So pro and oh, pioneer are yeah. the two Ps. Thank you. And let me tell you why. Because she started, <laughs> I mean, this is going to impress you. Uh-huh. She started out in 2008 uh-huh. with a podcast called Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. Oh, I love it. And what is so impressive about that is that she did it weekly. She wow. does it weekly. She has a cornucopia of everything you could possibly ever want to learn about. I mean, could you have used potpourri instead of cornucopia just yeah. to stay with the pea thing? I mean, oh, I love that, yeah, Gina. Just, you complete me. Yeah, I mean, it's completely true. Okay, so so a potpourri. Um. A de- in-depth potpourri, mm-hmm. though, because uh, that seems sort of superficial. Potent potpourri. Potent potpourri. Yes. Okay. <laughs> of a treasure. I mean, it's a treasure chest of information. I don't know how she did it. I mean, I'm exhausted looking at everything I can play, which I was playing mm-hmm. everything I could get mm-hmm. my hands on. Mm-hmm. And we invite our audience to do that as well. Yeah. But let me go to my last P. Okay. And then I'm going to get a little bit more professional because, you know. It's a P too. Right. Okay. <laughs> the last P is psychic, but it sounds like an S. Yeah, it does. I know. <laughs> really? It's one of those tricky you, words. You, you know? definitely get to check the box with that. <laughs> I love it. So we have, I'm so, so happy. We have Karen Hager here. She's an intuitive guide mm-hmm. and a psychic channel. Mm-hmm. She holds classes and events uh, for students to connect with their intuitive development uh, and their deeper, their spiritual path. And also to open up themselves to abundance, Gina. I love it. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And she is here with us and she does readings Mm -hmm. and she holds classes. She's, I don't know how she found time to squeeze us in, Gina. I feel very fortunate. And she has this beautiful podcast, Out of the Fog. Welcome, Karen Hager. Hi, Hi, Karen. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for saying all those nice things. <laughs> we have a new puppy. And when you said you had a pattern of peas, I thought a pattern of pee, because that's, of course, what we have from the new puppy. Uh-huh. So we use a lot of paper towel uh-huh. with the puppy. So there's just another pee. It's puppy a puppy paper towel pee pee. Yes. Okay. You know, um, all right. So Karen, I mean, let me Can just- we add something to Karen's list though of accolades? I mean, undiscovered comedic talent is 100% on there too. We're going to, we're hoping this podcast illuminates 
her skill. Maybe maybe somebody will be listening. Well, but. she's a performer oh. and an actor mm-hmm. and improv. Mm-hmm. We were talking about improv right mm-hmm. before we hit. Con- but mm-hmm. I really, okay, so listen, okay, so I'm under remedial training. And so I really want to be able to give you advice about your puppy. and But I can't give advice unless you ask me for it. So Mm-hmm. Would, you, um, would you like some advice? <laughs> Can I have some advice about my puppy? Oh, Yo, Karen, I'm so Lord. happy you... Yeah. Karen, you give in too soon. I, I mean... So, she looked happy. I know, you she did. You have to see this on YouTube. You have yeah. to come on YouTube and see She did look happy. Okay, so yeah. here's the best thing I've ever heard. Okay, if you have any rugs in your house, go get a ruggable. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. we should... Actually, they should sponsor us. They should That's sponsor. how we should be monetized by... Those ruggables are super cute, yeah. and you can put them in your washer, and then you don't have to throw them out. You don't have to scrub them with chemicals mm-hmm. and you're better for the environment. Karen, was this the best advice? Oh, it's the best. You know what? We have a ruggable. And so I think they should sponsor me too. Exactly. <gasps> game changer because this dog who I love and who I have married in my heart and yes. I will never leave, not ever. Mm-hmm. This dog also sheds so much. And I love that I can just oh, yeah. unvelcro the ruggable. I can defuzz yeah. it and then put it in the washer. It comes mm-hmm. back nice and and all I need to do is flatten it out and bam, I've got a rug again. And it looks nice enough that it fools people into thinking I'm a grown-up with a grown-up home. I'm not right. a grown-up. I don't right. have a grown-up home. Oh, yes. I love that it fools people. It's trickery. Okay. Yeah. And it's the <laughs> finest. And I do love that. Okay, listen, I'm going to hashtag the ruggable people. Yes, we have I mean, to. this is oh, impromptu, yeah. like oh, love festing so on the ruggable. And mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I wish some, uh, this is a public service announcement. Yeah. announcement. It's a yeah. PSA because <clears throat> had I known this before I bought the expensive grown-up restoration hardware jute rug. Oh, okay, golly. people, if you're thinking of doing that, I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars I gifted myself for my move <laughs> and for my divorce. I gifted myself this rug and my little babies who I've, uh, they're I've adopted them. They're in my heart. Mm-hmm. I cannot get rid of them. We made a lifetime-long commitment. Mm-hmm peed the hell out of that mm-hmm. rug. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it thought it, they thought it was like the grass or the outdoors because it does have a little mm-hmm. bit of like a natural smell. I, it does. Yeah. And so <laughs> I had to hire somebody to, I actually had to hire somebody uh-huh. to get it out of my house. Oh mm. my gosh. And it's all those layers of, mm-hmm. oh, it was disgusting. Pee penetration. Yes. Pee penetration. Oh my God. It, that was a double credit. You got extra credit on that I, one. It's a two-pointer. Penetration. Two-pointer. Oh <laughs> <laughs> really good. Anyway, okay, everybody, get the Ruggable. They're super cute. Jonathan Adler did like a collab with them, yeah. a designer collab. It's really good. We love it, but we are not here to talk no. about Ruggables. Karen, we are here to talk <laughs> Sorry, about you're you. Right, about you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, Gina. Well, Karen, we're so thrilled you're here and uh, already an extremely fun podcast. <laughs> so we'll keep it going. So what we typically start our podcast with you know, just an ask of our guests to share a little bit about yourself, kind of the milestones of Karen Hager, if you will, like, just so that there's some foundation, some grounding for our listeners about you, who you are, kind of the the big milestones in your life and what's brought you to today. And then we'll go from there. So it's a long way, but I started as a really weird psychic kid. (laughs) <laughs> and one of my first memories of working with my guides or connecting intuitively was of me when I was about four telling my guides to shut up and go away wow. because my guides would show me things and they would tell me stuff. And it was weird. And even at four, I knew it was weird. Mm-hmm. And so I have a very clear memory of at that age, telling my guides to shut up and go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to ruin the end of the movie, but your guides don't actually go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, they, they step back, your guides okay. work with you. 
um, they stepped back. But I spent that time from when I was about four till when I was in my early 40s, which is when I started to embrace my intuitive ability and really do something with it, trying to not be psychic. And I worked really hard at that. Mm. And it turns out now that I, from my advanced age, when I look back, I can see that my intuitive ability was with me in everything that I did. Mm -hmm. So I worked as an actor as a kid and loved that. And of course I used my intuition to help me create characters and to help Mm -hmm. feel into kind of the emotion, uh, the emotional part of, of being in theater. And then a little bit on film, I worked in publishing where of course I used my intuition to navigate kind of a cutthroat corporate world. And also I did uh, page layout and design. Mm-hmm. So also used intuition to help me with that design. I, in my thirties had a deep spiritual experience that led me to the Episcopal church. I lived in San Francisco at the time and I went right up the hill to Grace Cathedral. And that experience led me eventually after many years of work to seminary where Mm -hmm. I was training to become an Episcopal priest. And I got almost to the end of that time, still trying not to be intuitive, by the way. I was doing pastoral counseling. I was preaching and teaching and running groups and stuff. Nope, still no intuition. Nope, not with me. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I got almost to the end of seminary and I had a deep knowing that this wasn't wasn't for me. It wasn't right. Mm -hmm. That there was something different, something more. and it's one of the hardest things I ever did, but I honored that feeling and I stepped back from it. Mm. And when I stepped back from seminary, my life started to change in all kinds of ways. And it led me years later, it's super long story to a place where I found myself realizing that I needed to embrace my intuitive ability because otherwise I'd go nuts. All this trying to keep it down, all this working against myself, all this denying what was the truest about me wasn't, wasn't serving me. And so in my early 40s, I had a big medical thing and I had three surgeries, one after the other. Mm-hmm. After the third surgery, my intuition kind of came roaring in so strong I couldn't deny it. And it's from that place, which was about 2007, that I started to get some training and started to work then professionally. I still can't believe I said this. I work professionally as an intuitive, yeah, it's yeah. what I do for a living. Wow. Right? What? No, you don't do that. People don't do that. I do. It's not what I thought I'd do. And here I am. Mm. So that's me. I love that. Highlights of Karen. I I love love that story. And I mean, I I had a reading with you. You're amazing. Okay. It was beautiful. And I can definitely you know, attest to that. But one, one of the things we really wanted to talk to you about that your story is so beautiful is about awakening your mm-hmm. intuition. And what I wanted to ask you about, because you, except for parts of it, what you experienced when you were four, and I don't know whether I would have wanted to experience when I was four, is what I desired my whole life. Huh. And I, so I grew up thinking, I have no intuition. In fact, my mantra, I actually had a mantra that I'm becoming an accountant because I have no intuition. And oh. and so I grew up and I, my awakening was in, when I was 40, and it's not, a, I don't need to talk about the, 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 there was no medical issue, but there was an awakening that, oh, geez, maybe I'm not alone. And so we've got people on the spectrum that mm-hmm. maybe are like you that denied. Mm-hmm. And then me that I don't ever remember having yeah. spirit. I, I remember feeling alone. And then I also want to talk about how you were in the corporate world and you're in all these different, you know, jobs and careers and you're 
really actually successful because of your intuition, but you're not acknowledging it. That was me. And Mm -hmm. so I became an accountant and rose up through the ladder because, I mean, I didn't know that I really wasn't really, I mean, I guess I looked at the numbers, but my gut would tell me whether we should buy this company or not, you know? And it was my intuition that made me but I would never have acknowledged, right. I acknowledge it now. I, mean, I would mm-hmm. never acknowledge it. And back then I remember we had a, a oh, you'll remember this, Gina, we worked together in our career and, yeah. and we had a gentleman that he would say in front of the board, he would say, I'm not sure how that feels in my tummy. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at him thinking, get over the, your tummy already. We, nobody needs to look at your tummy. I was think, just annoyed. Nobody wants to think about your tummy. I mean, there was this just yeah. masculine side of me that was left-brained. Well, I thought it was, but I was, it was, I was more integrated mm-hmm. than I knew that was laserly focused on denying that part. And so I know this is a long circle way around, and Gina has a different story, but mm-hmm. there is this spectrum of like, how do you awaken intuition? Mm-hmm. And then how, I mean, I, and if you had it before, how do you get it back? I mean, I guess there's a two separate mm. ways of looking at it because I never thought I had any, yep. I'm still trying to get it back. Okay, yep. So yep. I, I feel like when we come into these bodies, we bring intuition with us. I feel like every, every single person, no matter what your story, no matter where you are, whether you acknowledge it ever or not, you have that little intuitive flame in you. It's part of how we connect to the part of ourselves that is of spirit, right? We're of flesh and of spirit. We're mortal and we're immortal, right? Our time here in the body is a paradox. And intuition is one of the things that we bring in with us when we come in that helps us bridge that paradox. So everyone, I believe, and this is how I teach intuitive development, everyone has intuitive ability Mm -hmm. and it cannot get lost. So I receive what you're saying about trying to get it back. And did I lose it? It cannot get lost because it's yours. It's as, it's as much a part of you as any other part of you. Mm. And we can turn our attention from it. Or if you're a silly person like me, you can try to pretend it isn't there, but it's still there. And part of what awakens intuition is this. Well, it sounds simple. It's not really that easy is the, I'm going to say simple act of, turning your attention back to the possibility that you are intuitive. Even when you said that mantra, I'm going to be an accountant because I have no intuition. You knew behind that statement was the energy. I know there's more for me. I'm repeating this over and over, but I know there's more for me. And part of intuition is that something more. Mm -hmm. I see more, know more, feel more, uh, intuit more. than is right in front of me. And that's part of how we connect to our intuition is by turning our attention a little bit deeper than what's just in front of us. Does Mm. that make sense? It certainly Mm -hmm. does. And are there, I mean, of course we never lose it, uh, but you did say that you had to start practicing it. Yeah. And so, so if we all acknowledge, then our listeners acknowledge, okay, we all have intuition. I think probably most people can get behind Mm -hmm. that. And there's probably levels of intuition. Sure. I don't know. Maybe we'll ask that. If there's levels of intuition, can I be? Can I start up my psychic business, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> or you know, yeah. what? What? what uh, I don't think I could do that. No. But, but no. is there? First of all, the first question is: is is there a practice to yeah. sort of start bringing that into an everyday life? Right. Yeah. The three little bits to it. 
maybe. And the, and the important thing to remember is that your intuition is yours. No one else ever will experience intuitive ability the way that you do. And that's very important. It goes along with how you didn't lose it. You're just coming back to something that's already true, that's already yours. Three little bits to awakening intuition. The first is spiritual practice. So that's just consistent, loving, compassionate reconnection with spirit. That can be as easy as when you wake up in the morning before you swing your legs out of bed, before you go to pee or let the dog out or wash the jute rug or whatever you're going to (laughs) do, that you stop and say, thank you, or good morning guides, or today I commit to something more, a consistent daily practice of remembering that there's more. The second thing is imagination. And I, when I say imagination, I don't mean making things up. I mean, expanding your horizons, being curious, reading things, listening to things, um, talking to people, taking a chance where you normally wouldn't because our guides use our imagination, use what we know to give us images, to give us Mm. insight. And so imagination helps us look beyond. The third thing to practice or to work on to connect more deeply with your intuition is discernment. Because so I've been teaching intuition now for the last, I don't know, 751 years. And, (laughs) And one of the things that students tell me is I'm afraid to open the door to my intuition because it'll be scary. It'll be a flood of images. I'm not going to be able to control it. What if I suddenly know who's going to win the Super Bowl or I know that somebody's going to pass? What if it's scary? What if I can't control it? So discernment is really important because not all things that come in intuitively need to be acted on. And you, as the perceiver, always, always, always have time to step back from what you receive and look at it. So spiritual practice, imagination, discernment, that lets you have some control over the process and open yourself up to start to feel Mm. a little bit more. Mm. I love that. I want to take us back to imagination because that is something that I hear. I feel like having that with people who support you. So I have some friends that I'll say, I just feel this. And or I say that now, and mm-hmm. Gina goes, well, if you feel it, that's true. I, mm-hmm. I just believe, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes you think I'm making it up, you yeah, know, sure. and you think I'm making it up or I'm crazy. Yeah. Certain instances more than others. Right. Yeah, and, for sure. Or I have friends that say, I'm crazy. I say, no, you're not. That's your intuition. Yeah. You need to go with that. And mm-hmm. so supporting one another, but I think there is a factor of people that think that that imagination is you're just making stuff up. It's oh, not sure. your intuition. Well, that's saying, isn't it? Because sometimes we are making it up. Sometimes we think we get a big intuitive hit, but it's really what we most wanted to hear. And one of the reasons to practice, to learn about your intuition, to do some reading, take some classes, put this into practical action in your life is that with practice, you start to be able to feel the difference between what's me just talking to myself and what is more? Oh, like What's that. spirit speaking through me? What is spirit kind of whispering to me or showing me in my dreams? You start to be able to tell the difference. Even when you can tell the difference, you will probably still question yourself because you are a sane, rational human being. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know that questioning yourself is not wrong. In fact, you should question yourself. When something intuitive comes in, what I tell students is whatever you receive, you acknowledge it. Okay, I'm getting a strong intuitive image of a green frog. 
you say, thank you. Thank you for that green frog. And then you discern green frog. What does that mean? How can I feel more into that? What do I want to do with that image of the green frog? When you build in, when you acknowledge and Mm -hmm. honor your rationality and your skepticism, which is also a huge, great tool for intuition. When you acknowledge that and give it space to work, your intuitive gift is cleaner Mm. because you haven't tried to throw all the rationality away and go all unicorn all the time. You won't, you can't do clean intuitive work that way. We're human vessels, right? So the information comes through us as people. Right. You talked about kind of just this push and pull of this gift that you had and this real strong desire for you to get rid of it, push it down, ignore it, make it go away, whatever, whatever it was, all of the above. I'm not sure. So can you talk about why, you know, why that gift was so uncomfortable? You wanted it to go away. Can you share kind of what, what, what's the root of that for you? Um, because uh, what's the best way to answer this? So a couple things were happening. One was I was raised in a family where you sat up straight yeah. and you always put your best foot forward and you were quiet and you didn't make waves. Yeah. I had very, very loving parents. And I also learned early on that weirdness was maybe not the most popular way to go. Yeah. The second thing that was happening around about that time I was four was my little sister was born. And she was prettier than me, better than me. She smelled better than me, looked better than me. Everything was better. better. And I was jealous of her. And I think a part of telling my, oh, this is like little Karen's therapy hour now. But I think part (laughs) of telling my guides to be quiet and go away was that I wanted to be the way my, not just the way my parents wanted me to be, but like the way I thought society wanted me to be. And as I continued through my life, no matter what it was that I was doing, it just kept turning up that I wasn't the way society wanted me to be anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, I married yeah. a woman. Um, we're white. Our children are African-American. Yeah. I moved across the country when, of course, good people stay where they were born. I did all these things. I went to seminary to be a priest. When Who does that? Yeah. So I kept not doing, um, I kept doing things that proved to me that maybe yeah. those ideas that I had about what was right or good or proper Maybe those things, maybe that didn't apply to me after all. Wow. I love that. That is a beautiful that journey. That is a and phenomenal a story. Permission prescription for everybody mm. to yep. embrace your uniqueness yeah. wherever you're at today. Yeah. I mean, there's no timeline, but you think about you know yeah. the pain that that caused you know in the journey. And we're all here for the journey, Listen, for yes. sure. I mean, yeah. but... That is beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, it's very difficult for some of us. Karen, sure. I think you and I are a lot alike in this area. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. pleasing, wanting to be liked, wanting to be fit in. A, yeah, appreciated, fit in, be special, you know, yeah. talent, all the things, you know, it's. You had the heavenly pool sister too. I, yes. Oh, Janet. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I was the heavenly pool. Oh, I know. Yes, you yes. keep saying that. I was. I was. I don't know. <laughs> Trust me. I don't know either. But well, so so it wasn't around the fear of the gift so much. Is the fear well, being different? It was more about fear of being a big weirdo. And I just turned yeah. out to be a giant weirdo anyway. It, and and really what happened was the more I tried to suppress it, and I see this yeah. a lot in students too, the more I tried to suppress it, 
when it came up, it was scary. Yeah. So I would try really, really hard not to see or know or feel anything. And so when the stuff did come up, it was big stuff. And a lot of times it was scary stuff. Mm. I'm really good at reading places. And so I would often find myself in spooky places and then, hey, here's someone I didn't invite coming up to say hello to me, person in spirit, right? And I had, because I had pushed back any help from my guides, pushed back any protection, all of a sudden it's like someone jumping out of the bushes going, bah, at you. And it was my experiences with the ability were scarier because I didn't look at them, didn't learn. Right. Um, So yeah, that's how it was. That's how it was for me. Wow. I love that. Well, let's talk about spirit guides. So does everybody have them and do they stay the same? Oh, if you buy a ruggable, you get an extra spirit guide. Actually, you get a free one you get a, today. A ruggable spirit ruggable guide. Just kicks ruggable. one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got an angel ruggable. Okay, my angel and you, ruggable. And you know it's with you because of that sound that it makes when you unpeel. You can hear that unpeeling sound. That's how you know your guide is with you. People get a ruggable. You'll know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the sound, the sound it's effect. It's the real classy unpeeling of the fine <laughs> silk carpet that we have. <laughs> um, so, yes, everybody has guides. Part of that. Part of what we come into the body with, we come in with that intuitive flame already lit, and we come in with guides who are who kind of hang out with us, travel with us to help us on our path. So I, so what I'm about to say is how I feel and work about guides. You'll find other teachers to tell you a blue million other things, so your mileage may vary. To <laughs> for me, guides are energetic beings who come in with us to help us on our journey. They don't have gender. They don't have names. They will assign themselves gender and names and attributes to make it easier for us to understand them or see them. So if I say I have a guide who's male and this is how that guide looks, the guide themselves isn't really male and they're not really dressed like a cowboy or Dumbledore or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's just that they give themselves attributes so that we understand them. And guides work with us in our field when we ask them. They're not going to push their way in. They come in to help us interpret intuitive information that we receive from spirit. So they help kind of filter and interpret that so that we can understand it through our human lens. Mm -hmm. And they also help us be aware of what's the right way to say this. They help us be aware of things we might be missing otherwise. Mm So the places where I tell myself I can I can only do this much or this is all that's opening open to me, uh, a guide might help us by planting a little something in a dream or whispering to us or coming to us when we are in meditation to remind us that there's more ahead for us than just what we can see. Um, that's who our guides are. We all have, as I see it, uh, one master guide, sometimes more than one, usually just one. Master guide comes in with us and it's womb to tomb. So comes in with us when we take our body and stays with us until we leave our body. And I think of the master guide as kind of the, like if you're going to do a renovation of your house and you've got the one big contractor who then runs all the subcontractors mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. make sure everything's done on time and mm-hmm. nobody leaves their tools in the hallway and all that kind of stuff. That's the master guide. We also have vocation guides who are guides who are specifically with us it's not so much about vocation like career. It's more about how can we best see into and feel into, live into our soul purpose, why we're here. And then we've got a ton of other guides that 
tend to come in and out of our field. They help. I'm just going to tell you another personal thing. I have a guide that helps me with parking because <laughs> I'm very, very bad at interfacing with the physical world. Like I can't open doors and I push on the thing I should pull and I can't work the pencil sharpener and the suit falls out of the wrong end of the ladle when I touch it. So I have it parking in the car is awful. So I have a guide, really do have a guide who helps me with parking. So as silly as that, anything that we need to enhance our experience in the physical, we have guides for. So that's how, that's how I think about guides. Oh, I love that. Okay. Like that explains why I can't put anything together. I got Mm -hmm. a wine rack for Narnia. I have Mm -hmm. a a closet that's Mm -hmm. my wine closet. I call Mm -hmm. it Narnia. You part the coats and there's the wine. (laughs) Yeah. And she she goes in there and she And then it matches that come out with a great bottle of wine. And and I got a, I thought, well, I have to get organized because apparently my wine cellar's Narnia is continuing to rise. I don't know what that means, but well, it's a different, that's I a do. different podcast. I do, but yeah, <laughs> but we'll have to have a different expert I go for in that. There and I'm like, I, I bought a, a, a rack on Amazon and it comes with all these pieces and parts. And I honestly, I want to fall apart and cry just looking yeah, at it. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. my son says, I go, please help me. Please help your mother. Okay. And my mm-hmm. son says, what does it matter with you? This is so easy. I'm like, oh no, no. I, I, I don't know. I don't think they have, mm-hmm. I mean, even my guides would get tired of me on that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no. So here's something good to know. Yes. Your guides never get tired of you. They belong to you. Oh. And they are not ever standing back with their arms crossed or tapping their toes or rolling their eyes. They're never like, oh God, she can't build the wine rack or why didn't she just park in that parking space? Right. Our guides are truly keyed toward helping us. If you were interested in connecting with your guides and you were faced with that wine rack, one of the things you could do would be spread out all the pieces and then sit with that for a minute no. and say, guides, help me see this in a different way. Help me see how I'm going to put the instructions aside. Help me see how this might go together. Now that might not work. It may not help you build the wine rack, but, or it could be all crooked and not be a wine rack and be a, I don't know, bunk bed or something instead. (laughs) But you, when you ask your guides to step in and help you, they really do help. And if you're looking for the gift of a changed perspective or the gift of some calm, when you're beating yourself up for not being able to do it, you can ask for that. Hey everyone, we're so excited to share with you a special gift for being our subscriber. Please head over to LOA Uncorked and get your own free badassery toolkit. What is that you might be asking yourself? Well, it's seriously very cool. It will give you your own badassery alias, your life superpower, your kryptonite, and those things about you that you should just own with swagger. And we're excited to give this to you. Head on over to LOA Uncorked and get your free badassery toolkit. For those that don't feel that intuition or, you know, haven't developed that relationship with their guides that have been with them since birth. Does it take some time and practice? Like, would you have to sit down with a couple of wine racks and (laughs) practice asking and feeling for that, for the intuition to be more overt and felt or heard? Yes, because it is just like building a relationship with anyone. Right. It takes time. The relationship is always there, but you're bringing your attention back to it. So yes, it takes time to build the relationship. 
And it can start by you stopping what you're doing, pausing this podcast right now and saying, hello, guides. And just listening, feeling for something. You may not feel a darn thing. And then you go, ah, okay. And play the podcast again. But if you get a practice of stopping and going, hello, guides, Mm -hmm. you may find, or something that is maybe even more fun than that is come up with a question, something that's a yes or no question, something that you don't care very much about the answer Mm -hmm. and something that's instantly verifiable. So something I like is, hey, guides, is the male here yet? It does. It's a yes or no question. It doesn't really matter if the male's here yet or not. Mm-hmm. And um, I can easily check if the male's there. I ask the question. I feel for a yes or no in my body, in my heart, however intuition works for me. And then I get up and look. So you can connect with your guides as quickly as that. But yeah, it takes time to build the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not because they don't trust you. It's because you don't trust them. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's okay. Ask questions. Be skeptical. Don't just swallow this whole thing. Try it for yourself and see how it changes. Oh, I love that. And is it usually a feeling for most people? Do people actually hear? Do people see see um, their guides? Every you know, person, for every person, it's different because yeah. you and your guides, that's way different than me and my guides just because everyone has a deeply individual. So you don't have to worry too much about that. Yeah. There are what they call the clairs, clair senses. Um, so clairvoyant, we mm-hmm. see, um, clairaudient, we hear, clairalliant, we smell, clairsentient, we feel, claircognizant, we know. And there's probably a couple that I left out. Mm-hmm. Um, the We probably, most of us connect with our guides through whichever of the clairs is strongest for us. Um, I am mostly clairvoyant. So my relationship with my guides is largely through seeing, not with my actual eyes, but in my mind's eye, mm-hmm. uh, imagination. Um, that's how I connect with my guides. I've had students who uh, receive intuitively largely through physical sensation. So one of those students might say something like, I can feel my guide is near me because I've got that cool breeze on my right arm. Mm-hmm. And when it's the cool breeze on my, le- on my right arm, I know it's, I don't know, Ziggy, the unicorn guide, and I can feel that. And, and I know it's there. So you will feel and connect with your guides in your own way. And something, if you're going to start by saying, hello, guides, you might want to say, hello, guides, how can I know it's you? Mm. And then mm. feel, do you hear a little something, see a little something, right? Know a little something and just gradually a little bit, day by day by day, build that relationship. Mm, I love that. Thank you. I know sure. that's, Thank you. that's wonderful. It's, yeah. it's interesting because, well, this week I couldn't get some IT calendar thing to work and I walked away and I said, okay, angels or guys, whoever wants to help me and has time, <laughs> step in. And yeah. I walked away from it and came back and I solved it immediately. And I had been working for it for two days. I mean, yep. that is how magical it is. Now I didn't mm-hmm. feel that, but I just knew something would show up for me. I was like, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm getting angry. This mm-hmm. is just not the space to be in. And they show up. They but yeah. for me, it's all, it's kind of like, and the hard thing for people that are, I forget what Claire it is, the knowing, Claire knowing, Claire sent. Claire cognizant. Claire yeah. cognizant. Well, I get information dropped in, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It just kind of hits for no reason. And um, then I know. And when it comes like that, you I was always like, know. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I got this from 
the sky. Okay. And so I know that, but I, you know, how do you develop that? I wish I could cultivate it to get more of it. So as we're developing this, I mean, that happens once in a blue moon. I don't have it happen all the time. And they send me other messages, but not that, just that it's like you seeing something. I just know, um, that doesn't happen all the time. Although I work with guides all the time. I, I would invite our listeners to try it out. Like you said, ask the questions. I'm going to do that too. Um, but how do you, how do you get more? I mean, how did you get more in your mind's eye? How do I get more knowing dropping? How do you get more feeling dropping or however that works for you, Gina? Yeah. Oh, so there's, mm, so the, the best way is to practice. Mm-hmm. practice on your own and practice consistently. There are some great books about developing and awakening intuitive ability. So check out a book. And what I would guide you to do is do like an intuitive Google, um, which I love or intuitive Amazon search, right? Yeah. Go in and see and say, Hey guides, which of these books speaks oh, to yeah. me? Which one of these is best for me? Which one feels right to me? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites is Ask Your Guides, which is by Sonia Choquette. That's an older book. Oh, yeah. Opening to Channel by Sanaya Roman is also really great. Um, so there's really good ones, but it's even more fun. I think that the, that the artist's way is a book about intuitive development because of the way it leads you through practice Mm -hmm. to a more disciplined approach to connecting with your inner creativity, with your inner wise self. So first is practice. Take classes if you can find them. It's hard to find classes that allow you to speak intuitively and also that don't try to teach a certain method. So the way that I teach is by trying to key into the individual abilities of each of the students. So my classes are very small um, by keying into the the individual abilities of the students. And from that place, helping them have the courage really to speak intuitively. Because like with improv, if you are scared to make a fool of yourself, it'll be hard to speak intuitively. Does that make sense? You have to get comfortable enough so that whatever it is you're feeling can come right out of your mouth, even if you're wrong, even if you're going to look like an idiot. Mm. And that takes, that takes even more practice to be able to speak intuitively. Um, So read books, practice every day, take classes. When you're out walking in nature, if you're someone who is especially tuned into the outside world, ask the birds to give you a message. Ask the leaves to give you a message. If it starts to rain, look up to the sky and say, what does this bring to me? Practice, practice, practice. Intuitive practice is a joy. Um, Most people aren't professional intuitives. Most people don't do what I do. But for every person, intuitive practice is a joy. It can enrich your life. It helps bring you closer to spirit, like capital S spirit, like the animating principle of the universe, brings you closer to spirit, brings you closer to your power and your grace and your abundance. Mm. Oh, I love that. God, that's so good. It is. It choked me up. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> that's a sermonette. When that when that happens, that's how you know it's not just me talking. <laughs> that's so incredible. I mean, it was powerful. That was powerful. No, it's really it's good. Really and I good. feel like <clears throat> I feel like not to take things. I love the improv. We talked yeah, about that earlier that everybody so actually can use some improv, but I feel like not to take everything so seriously. So there's some play. And so Always. Gina and I play a little bit. And then, you know, yeah. of course. 
actually having somebody that in your world that points out, well, when you act like this, I'm going to, I'm going to listen yeah. because, yeah. you know, you've let us out of yeah. some precarious situations. <laughs> many, many a, a, a trap. Which yeah. I will oh. be like, I have no idea why I think this. And when I say that, she goes laserly pointed. And so it gives me confidence yeah. and then vice versa. We yeah. do this, we do the same thing. So mm-hmm. having a partner too, to kind of play yeah. with that you yeah. feel comfortable is beautiful. Yeah. It's part of why, and one of the reasons I love teaching so much is that I put a lot of emphasis on that, on the fun of speaking intuitively. Mm -hmm. And so in our, in my classes, we speak intuitively starting in the very first class, even if all we say is a yes or a no, just because you can do it. And Mm -hmm. it's so much fun. And you're not, doesn't mean you're going to go give professional readings for people. You're going to start reading the guy next to you on the bus or you're, no, it's because you are working that muscle, Mm. the truth that you do know more, feel more, you are more than you might believe you are. Mm. And that's speaking intuitively is one of the things that kind of opens that gate up and lets you feel into that more. Mm. One of the things we talk quite a bit about on the podcast is just being present and, you know, that mindfulness and presence. And, you know, I, as you're talking, I feel like there's uh, very much an intention of being very present. Because for many people, myself included, for a long time, I, I've always had a pretty strong intuition my entire, more in my childhood. I felt like I didn't even listen, practice. It felt like it got very quiet. I don't think it did. I just don't think I was listening. <laughs> I think a lot of the time I was still applying it, but wasn't, I didn't see the drop, you know, the, the, the intuition come in and then my, my decision linked to those like I did when I was younger. Right. So I still think it was happening. I just wasn't because I was busy and I was running and I was just not in my body. I was not present. I wasn't slowing down enough, getting quiet enough to hear it. And I, I, so anyway, just as you were talking, I was just thinking there's, you know, there's, we talk about, you know, building in routine in your day around mindfulness and awareness and quiet and going internal, even just for a bit to check in, that sort of practice will very much enhance the intuition, intuition's ability to, to, to drop things in that you're going to catch, catch, right? Yeah. And isn't it cool that in all that running and busy and out of the body and everything else was going on. Isn't that cool that your intuition never left you? Yeah, absolutely. That even when you, it wasn't like it was when you were younger, it was, it was still right there. Right. Sometimes all it takes is just a breath to bring yourself back into the moment, to slow things down, to help you reconnect Mm. for bonus points, maybe three mindful breaths. (laughs) But if you can't, if you're just snatching breath, if you're gasping for air, if you're running out the door, if something's wrong in your body or somebody's yelling at you or you're in a hurry or got it wrong, or you just don't even know, just stop and take a breath. And that's a good time to say, guides help or Mm -hmm. help me see more or my, my personal favorite, because I get busy and rushing around like a crazy person. My favorite is to take a breath and say, I am here. Mm. I'm here in this body, in this moment with these guides, with my abilities, with everything going on in front of me, right? Dog peed on the carpet, wine racks spread out on the ground. I don't know what to do next. I'm here. 
in this moment. That right there, that being able to say, I'm here, and as you're saying, that present moment is key to every part of spiritual development. Mm -hmm. All of it Mm -hmm. starts there. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I mean... I know. I just want to, oh, I just want to take that in because I think we have a situation in the world right now that people are so busy that we check out. And the reason why we want to be listening to our intuition is to follow it because it is going to lead to more joy in your life. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things that we desperately want to promote Mm -hmm. is let's lead ourselves to joy. And by listening, it is joyful. Yeah. And it, we are so tremendously reactive right now that it becomes almost impossible sometimes to hear anything except our own anger or indignation or fear or loss or grief or whatever rage or whatever that is. And it, now, I would say now more than ever, it's important if we can to stop and take a breath. Mm-hmm. Because when we are in that, those highly reactive selves, nothing good comes of that. Pain and destruction and separation and arguing and division, that's what comes from that reactivity. And so, at, um, it, using intuition when we look at world events, isn't so much about helping us see what comes next. It's more that we can use our intuition to help us see what's really happening. Mm-hmm. How am I really, how can I shift that reaction into a response? How can I feel more deeply into what someone is telling me or what someone is saying or not saying to me? How can I, in a conversation with a family member who I might be deeply divided from, around whatever it is, politics or anything else, how can I use my intuition to feel into his motives or feel into his pain in such a way that we might really be able to create a healthier dialogue mm-hmm. between us? That's a, there's a constructive use of intuition, a practical, well, there's always practical use for intuition, but there's a practical way to use intuition when we are feeling so reactive. Mm-hmm. And I believe that does lead us to understanding and from understanding to joy. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you've done 751 years of readings. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only 28 years old. <laughs> and she's 28. Folks. And so in doing all these readings, I mean, you have so much knowledge. What yeah. is there a universal, um, how do I want to say this, Gina? Is there a universal... Mm-hmm message that spirit wants to give all of us yeah oh my goodness uh, it's that it's that you're loved deep you, mm. yeah it's Aww. so i'm so now i'm just asking my guys it's it's that you're loved do can you not see the miracle mm-hmm. of you as you are right now with all your suffering and all the things that are stinky or wrong or you should have done it a different way but can you not see the miracle of you in this body at this time. And please know how dearly, deeply, truly you are loved, not the outer appearance of you, but your essence, who you really are. Mm. 
Mm. There's a deep, deep love, belonging, connection that you have with spirit, with the divine, and that we all have with each other. And so I guess the universal message would be, you're not screwing it up. It's not too late. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what's been done to you. You are loved and you are love. And it's okay from this moment, the next breath, it's okay from this moment to live as if that was true, even if you don't believe it, even if you think it doesn't apply to you. Mm. Maybe that's the message. Sorry, another sermonette. Ah, You know what? If you listen to the podcast, just note the time Karen starts and then ends that and just hit that on replay. That was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> really, really was. It was beautiful. As we close out Everyone sh- needs that. Everybody needs mm-hmm. it. I know. Yep. As we close out the show, is there anything that you'd like to tell us that maybe we we should close out with? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to say we missed something because there's no misses. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, what would, is there anything that would create this conversation more whole before mm-hmm. we tell yeah. you to give us your deets on how to find yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid of your intuition. Mm. Don't be afraid to play with this. Don't be afraid to throw a question out to your guides and see what happens. It isn't scary. It's, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And you get to decide what you do with it or don't do with it. Don't be scared. Be love. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I would say. Do you, can I ask a follow-up question yes. very quickly? Say something comes up and we make a decision to pass on it, not not move on something, you know, whatever it is. Will it come back up again if it's something critical for our soul to acknowledge, do I something different with? Yeah. We could go another hour on that one. I know, yes, I know. That's what I, and I'm like, oh, how do I, how do I, how do say, I say that quickly, right? You yeah. Know, Here's I want to know gonna, that answer too. Yeah, yeah. So here's how I'm going to, I'm going to try to answer it from two perspectives. First, yeah. the big picture perspective. Yeah. Most things on our life path are free will. Uh-huh. There are very few okay. places. There are places, but there are very few places that are what I call destiny points. Mm-hmm. And those destiny points are different for every person. So when I'm reading path as an intuitive, I'm looking at those destiny points, but most everything is free will. If you miss something, if you pass on something and it was absolutely meant to be yours and it's a destiny point, like you must take that job in right. and a bunk port or whatever it is, it will keep coming back in a way where you're finally like, I give up and a bunk mm-hmm. port, I'm going. So yeah. That's the big picture. Small picture is when your guides or spirit is trying to get something through to you and you're ignoring it, your guides will come around another way, show you another way. They will be gentle and kind and compassionate in how they keep bringing it up for you. And when that happens, we, when I say we, I mean me too. When that happens, we almost always think it was our own great idea mm-hmm. um, that that we that we had. So there's a compassion about this. One of the questions I get asked a lot is, "Did I make a mistake? Did I blow that chance? Is it all right. lost? For will I never? Whatever that is." And the answer is almost always, "No, actually, you didn't mess it up. If it's yours, it'll come back around. Mm-hmm. You don't need to worry about it. Just keep walking toward what you want." So does that help with that oh, question? We really yes. could do another hour on that. Yeah, y- yes, it, it absolutely did. And I think, you know, gives those of us who might have missed some things along the way a little a little, uh, hope. A little hope that it's going to come back around. Yeah. Well, yeah. we all did. We all did. That's why every choice we yeah. make is a choice. Yeah. There's yeah. a thing we didn't do. So sure. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. That was perfect. Thank you. 
How do our listeners get a hold of you, get a reading, go to classes, listen mm-hmm. to her podcast? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Catch a show, a comedy yes. show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, KarenHager.com is my website. If you want to see a picture of me with makeup on from like seven years ago, I would go directly to KarenHager.com because there's a big <laughs> picture of me with makeup on. That's a place where you can find uh, the podcast. Uh, we're all over. You can also Apple Podcasts, a good place to find it. Spotify, yep. we're everywhere. Yeah. I love, boy, do I love doing that show. Oh, yeah. man. Talking to people. And uh, so, Out of the Fog podcast, you can find that anywhere good podcasts are purveyed. Um, I teach intuitive development classes all year long. If you go to karenhager.com slash intensive, or just follow one of the links from the homepage, you'll see the details about the next circle that's forming. Mm. Um, Because those circles are very small and I'm careful about who I let in, if you're interested in that, email me and we'll have a conversation about Mm. whether or not it's a good fit for you. So karenhaker.com is where it all is and makeup. I love, and in makeup. And I love that, I love that you call your classes a circle. I think that's actually perfect. Oh, it is. Part of what makes an intuitive connection is not just the reader, it's the person, it's the questioner, right? Mm -hmm. So it is a circle because it's all of us putting our energy right into the center Mm -hmm. and then going from there. Yeah. Love it. Well, what a phenomenal conversation, Karen. I, I we have to have Karen back. Again. I mean, she's funny. Okay, I know she's everything. Listen, I have so many more questions. But, <laughs> I know it's, oh, it was true. Yes, but yes, <laughs> but I want to practice, and then we can show off how much we've grown we in our intuition. Off. Absolutely, Karen. Show yeah. off is also me. a good way to develop. Yes, <laughs> I'm all about the show. Yeah. <laughs> not. Oh, it's not okay. Awesome. Right. Thank you so much for being with us. We Thank appreciate you. your generosity, your yeah. time, your light. Go check her out. Go have a reading. Go listen to the. I mean, the podcast amazing. Check out the makeup. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, always go, Karen. Yeah, bye everyone. Two thousands. Yep. <laughs> I love Thank it. Thank hey. you. All right, thanks, Thank Karen. You. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation, and please visit us at our website www.loauncork.com. See you soon.